you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. of the Lord today. Why don't you turn to somebody next to you and greet them this morning and smile real big and tell them it's all right to smile in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Good. I've already seen more smiles. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Glad you are here this morning. Glad the Lord is with us today. Let's see what the Lord is going to speak to us from his word this morning. Oh, it's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Excited about what God is doing. Looking forward to next Sunday. Great time of fellowship with the people of God and among God's people. Amen. Psalm chapter 57, if you have your Bibles and would turn there with me this morning. Psalm 57. I'm going to begin with verse number one. I'm going to skip down a little bit and not read the whole chapter this morning. I'm going to read about four verses, but we're going to skip through in our reading this morning. Psalm 57 and verse number one. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee, yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge. Watch these last words. Until these calamities be overpassed. In other words, until I get through what I am dealing with. Now all through Psalm 57, you're going to see David deal with the calamities that he's talking about, the problems. And then you're going to see him in turn start giving glory and honor and praise unto the Lord. He deals with these calamities that he says, I'm going to make thy wings, the shadow of thy wings, my refuge. As the hen or the the female eagle would cast forth their wings and create a shadow for the chicks to come under. He says, I'm going to run under your wings until these calamities be overpassed. Verse 4, 
he talks a little bit about these calamities. He said, my soul is among the lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. So a lot of people's doing a lot of talking against him. Verse 6, they have prepared a net for my steps. They're getting ready to trip me up, to capture me. Since my soul is bowed down, they have digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. He said they digged a pit and they fell in the, in the pit that they, that they dug for me. And then verse 7, he said, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. By the help of the Lord this morning, I want to talk to you for a little bit out of that seventh verse. And I just want to take that four-word phrase, my heart is fixed. I want you to say that aloud with me this morning, if you would. My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. Let's pray together now. Father, thank you this morning for your word. I pray for your help this morning. I pray, God, that you would strengthen this church by the power of your might. Lord, show us your glory this morning. Pour out upon us, Lord, exactly what we need. Strengthen us. Encourage us by your power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. The scripture says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us into unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that you have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. The Bible, if we, if we take the Bible, of course we understand that it's about salvation. It's pointing toward Jesus Christ. The Old Testament points toward Jesus Christ. The New Testament is the fulfillment of Christ and the hope of salvation. But all through the scripture, we read about the calamities of men the struggles of men, the plight of men, uh, all that men deal with and face and struggle with. Uh, the, the, the problems are many. Uh, it seems that there is one problem, one struggle, and then there is yet another struggle. There's one hardship, and then there is yet another hardship. Uh, regardless how you handle the hardships and the struggle, that, that kind of sounds like life. There is one hardship and then there is another. The writer James said that life is a few days and full of trouble. If there be any relief to that, it is the fact that it's only a few days, it's not eternity. And so the hope of heaven, of course, gives us a hope that is beyond this world, and it is a hope of eternal life. It is a hope of glory. 
and it is eternity that is beyond the here and the now. But to get from where we are to where we are going, it is going to require that you and I recognize that our heart must be fixed. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself this morning because I plan to use this scripture again later this morning. But the writer declares that he is forgetting the things which are behind and pressing forth toward the things that are before. And he goes on to talk about keeping his eyes on the prize that is set before us. So the prize that is set before us is not an issue because the prize is set before us. The issue, if there be an issue, if there be a struggle, the struggle is where is your heart fixed? Are you placing your heart in the here and now or are you placing your heart on things that are eternal? I want you to say out loud with me my title again this morning, My Heart is Fixed. Come on, I want you to say it again, My Heart is Fixed. Your heart is fixed. Whatever it may be fixed on, your heart is indeed fixed. I came this morning to just remind you that some folks need to settle some things in their heart. Uh, If you pay attention uh, when children are, are running, what is it that we say often to kids that are running about and getting into trouble and digging through things and getting into things? We start telling them, you need to settle down. You need to settle down. Uh, young adults, when they, when they settle down, they, they settle down and get married. What, what, what's the... The whole idea of of settling or fixing to to put some things into into uh, create some establishments in early American history, entire families moved into to uninhabited regions of the country, and they said they were moving there to settle the region. It's to settle it. It's to establish some boundaries and establish some laws and establish some principles to, to uh, create, create an unmovable standard. The, the word fixed, um, as we speak of it this morning, speaks of a stationary position that is not easily moved. It is unlikely to change. It is stable, it is steady, it is unwavering. When we look around us today, we understand that the world, everything in the world is in a, in a position of change. Everything is always changing. The world is in chaos. It is in a state of unstableness. Uh, The environment is always changing. Everything in society is always changing. Business changes. The way we go about things change. I find myself often handing my cell phone that 
I'll carry in my pocket to my wife or one of my kids or if I'm in the office, oftentimes I'll handle, hand it to Sister Cheryl and I'll say, I, I need some help here. Because the change is happening so quickly that sometimes it's difficult for me to keep up with all that is changing around us. Things are always changing. We live in a world where everything is changing. The earth itself is in a constant uh, form of, of changes. Volcanoes spew their molten lava into the sea, creating new land masses and, and uh, modifying existing ones. The ocean with its current is forever turbulent and changing and affecting weather patterns and the atmosphere is all in a continual cycle of change. People are constantly changing. Methods are constantly changing. Times are constantly changing. All earthly things are liable to fluctuation and to change. Thus David in our text begins to write about the turmoil that he was in and the problems that he was in as men were rising against him and as things were being spoken against him and trials and tests were coming against him. David declares not once, but it is the power of the repeat in the word. He didn't just casually pass by and say, Oh Lord, my heart is fixed. But he said, my heart is fixed, O oh Lord, my heart is fixed. Meaning that there is not, that, that wasn't just passing words, but O oh Lord, I want you to pay attention that I have settled some issues in my life and my heart is fixed. I come this morning to remind this congregation that if we're going to make it to the other side and hear him say, well done. We are going to have to establish some things in our life and declare, my heart is fixed. Troubles may come, but my heart is fixed. Trials come, but my heart is fixed. Sickness comes, but my heart is fixed. People speak against me, but my heart is fixed. I'm, my life is filled with failures, but my heart is fixed. Oh, if your heart is fixed on him this morning, you ought to give him praise. As you look around you, everything's, everything's in flux. Everything is changing. We see grass come in the, in the winter and in the spring and fade in the fall and the winter. Here it is, late October. I pulled up this morning. I saw Brother Phil still laying down stripes out on that front. Looks nice, Brother Phil. Thank you. Things, things change. Give it just a few more weeks and you won't see those stripes. You're going to see white. It'll be snow. Everything's always changing. But then if the Lord tarries, the springtime will come. After all of the moisture of the winter is soaked into the ground, the springtime will come and we'll be having to cut the lawn two times a week. It'll be, the grass will be growing faster than what 
we can keep up with. We see the flowers of spring and summer fade, and then they return again. I, I spent was in Indianapolis for general conference a week or two ago, and reflecting back to Indianapolis 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and to see the change in the city. If you look around, you'll see cities rise and decline. You'll see kingdoms increase and then lose their power. But there are some things that are stable and sure and never changing. The Word of God, ladies and gentlemen, is the same now as it was in the beginning. Give me a few minutes to drive this point home today, but the Word of God is unchanging. The Word of God is forever settled, the Scripture declares. Psalm 119 says, Forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled in heaven. The Word of God is unmovable. The Word of God is unchanging. The Word of God is permanent. It is forever fixed. It is forever settled. But the subject today is not about the Word of God being fixed. The question at hand is our heart. What is your heart fixed on? Is your heart truly fixed on the Lord? The Word of God never fades. It's never going to change. The power of the Word of God is never feeble. It's as powerful today as it was when it was first spoken. When it was first revealed to man, the Word of God still carries its same power. It has as much power to save today. Hear me, if you would this morning, the Word of God has as much power to save today as it did in the early church. The Word of God has not weakened with time. It is not diminished with obstacles and troubles and trials. In Him, in Jesus, there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. God has not changed. I come this morning to declare to you that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no unstableness in God. God and His Word are sure, true, and amen. You can look around you and find everything in the world changing, but one thing that you can always know, God is the same God. He has not given up on you. He has not changed. His love has not changed. His mercy has not changed. His compassion has not changed. We change. The world changes. Society changes. The Word of God has not changed. And God Himself has not changed. If anything changes, it is you and I. People become confused. There's no confusion in God. Scripture said, in him there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. One translation says there is no confusion or unstableness in God. I've talked to a lot of people who say, I'm so confused. Let me remind you today that if you are confused, it's because you are listening to too many voices in your life. I feel I'm talking to some people today that need to settle some things in their heart and in their mind. In Him there is no variableness of turning. His Word has not changed. 
His plan has not changed. You think God's plan has changed? God's plan has never changed. It is stable. It is solid. It is fixed. This church was built upon the word of God. He declares to Peter upon this rock, I will build my church. And even the gates of hell, you mean all the troubles of life, that's right. Because it is stable and it is fixed. It is unmovable. It is unchanging. The church was built upon the rock, the solid rock of Christ Jesus. In every age it has remained true. And in the end it will remain stable. We cannot change this word. If any man comes trying to change this word, let this word be true and let every man be a lie. This word has not changed. It was put into place by God himself in that word in turn declares that God has not changed therefore the methods of the church may change the ways of the church may change the music of the church may change the ministry structures of the church may change but I come today to tell you that the church and the plan of salvation and the hope of eternal life has not changed changed. You can rest be rest. You can rest assured. You can place your confidence in it. You can anchor yourself to it. God's not changed. His word is not changed and his plan for your life has not changed. People try to make this word whatever they want to make it, but the word of God cannot change to fit society. Society must always change to fit the word of God. Holy men wrote as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. It was not made truth by the will of man, but it is essential truth. The church was founded on it. It is forever settled. Matthew 24 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy word but my words shall not pass away. No matter what changes, what comes and what goes, the word of God is forever settled and never changing. God is not changing. His word is not changing. If you listen closely this morning, what I am declaring to you is that while everything in the world is changing and while problems are sure to come and they're going to affect you and your heart is going to ache and pains are going to come in this life. You must have your heart fixed on some things that will never change. I would venture to say this morning that any of us, any of us, if we allowed things that happened to us to affect us, to affect our future, to affect our goals, to affect our plans, to see Jesus someday and hear him say, well done, then every one of us could look back and say, well, it was the fault of the hurt that I went through. It was, I know what caused me to fail, what caused me to lose out with God. It was what somebody said about me. 
It was a change in society. It was a change in the church. It was a shift here or a move there. I'm not talking about doctrinal moves in the church. I've already established that this morning. These things never change. But I come today to declare to you that you and I must place our heart. We must fix our heart. We must make up our mind that whatever comes and whatever goes, my heart is fixed. I am not moving. I am not changing. Hurts are going to come. Trials are going to come. Temptations are going to come. Failure is even going to happen. But we've got to have our heart fixed and declare I am keeping my eyes on the prize of the high calling of God. It is forever, forever settled. Let me help somebody today. If we lose faith, it's because we don't see God's word performed when we think it should be performed. It doesn't happen in our time frame. How often do we get frustrated because things don't happen when we think it ought to? When we pray and ask God to meet a need somewhere, to make a way somewhere, and then we start saying, well, I wonder if it's ever going to really happen. And we lose faith and we struggle and we deal with all sorts of hurt and and, and pain and get upset and frustrated because our prayer was not answered because God didn't do it when we thought that he should do it. We lose faith because we don't see God's word performed when we think it should be done. I want you to watch closely this scriptural text that I'm going to take your attention to for a moment in Genesis chapter 1 and verse numbers 3 and 4. I want to point your attention here this morning because in creation, pay attention now, first God said and then God saw. God did not see it and then speak it. He first said it and then saw it. Watch, first came his word and then came his works. First God spoke it, first God willed it, and then God saw it. Then God experienced it. First came his voice, and then came his acts. First he proclaimed it, and then he performed it. Listen closely what I am telling you this morning. But there is a space of time between God's word and his works. There is a season of time between God's word and his works. We live in a day where everything we want now, we want it to happen at the moment that we say it, at the moment that we will it, at the moment that we speak it. I was in a checkout line this week and the lady was trying to print a receipt and she had ran my card and I was standing waiting for the receipt and and the receipt was printing but 
the printer was moving slower than what she had wanted it to move and she kind of got a little antsy and she kind of started patting the desk in front of her and and, and then she kind of started, she looked up at me in just almost panic and she said, I just don't know what's wrong with this thing. It prints so slowly. It just seems like it takes forever. And I just smiled. I saw that she was she was just in a, it worked up a little bit and I looked at her and I smiled and I said, that's okay. I said, I'm not in that big of a hurry. I said, I, I'm old enough and live long enough that I remember when uh, if you wanted a receipt, they had to write it out. Uh, longhand, and uh, that took a whole lot longer than what that receipt is is taking to print. And she kind of looked at me funny, like, "What era are you from? Where did you come from?" But the whole thing is, is that everything in life it just can't get it can't get faster. I walked through Keystone Mall a few days ago, and there was a long line at the Apple Store. They had come out and was way down the aisle. The the, the the mall was almost empty other than that specific store. And they were, people was down the hall and it turned and went down another hall. And I looked and I don't know, there were several hundred people that were standing in the Keystone Mall. Gentry was with me. He had wanted to stop there to look for something. And um, I think he was wanting a pair of shoes. And so we ran to a couple of stores and, and, uh, and, and they didn't have what he needed there. He's going to have to buy it online. And so uh, the way of life changes. And so this, this long line, and I looked at Gentry. I said, what in the world is going on at the Apple store? And he smiled. He said, well, he said, I think the new, the new cell phone, I don't know which one it is. Is it 13, 14? I don't know what number it is now. I can't keep up with it. I, I, I thought you would know, Dylan, it's 13. Uh, 13 has come out, and I said, I said, what, what does 13 do that none of the rest of them can do? And Gentry said, well, the camera, number one, the camera is, is, is this, that, and the other. And, of course, they're always faster, and they always have more memory, and they always cost more money. And so he, he, was, he, he was talking about it, and I said, you know, son, I said, he said, Dad, you need to upgrade your phone, by the way. I said, I see no reason. I, 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 I can do anything I need to do. It makes phone calls good. It's operating fine. I, I finally learned to navigate it last week, and I'm, I'm getting around okay on my phone. I don't see any reason to need. He said, Dad, it's just so much faster and so, so much more powerful and just, just does so much more. And I said, well, I think the phone is faster than me. And and And... We live in a society, everything we want now, we want now, we want now. And this has even moved into the church to where uh, I remember as a kid growing up, we used to call it tarrying services where we came and prayed with people and we spent time at the altar. We tarried with them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We tarried at the altar, but now we want, you know, we want McDonald's uh, Coke and fries to go and we want it in about 30 seconds. We want to come forward and we, we, want to, we want to say our prayer and run out the door and beat, uh, beat all the other churches to the restaurant. We're always in a hurry. It's always in a hurry, always moving, always quick. But let me tell you this morning, God is an on-time God. 
His timing doesn't change because society's timing changes. We have moved to a point in life where we want God to speak it and we want Him to do it. And if He doesn't do it at the moment that He speaks it, we begin to doubt if He's ever going to do it. But in the beginning, God spoke it and then He saw it. First came His Word and then came His works. There is always a season between God's Word and God's acts between his promise and between his performance. This is where most people lose faith but we must not lose faith because if God ever spoke it, if God is in it, if God spoke it, it is settled because his word is forever settled in heaven. He is not man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent or go a different direction. But when God said it, he will do it. If God proclaimed it, he will perform it. If God spoke it, it will come to pass. God will make good on his word. It is forever settled. That's why you and I need to remove our stipulations and stop saying, well, if God will do this in this amount of time, then I will do this in this amount of time. We need to fix our heart on God and say, God, however long you want to take, whatever time it takes, you are the God of the universe. And with you, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. My heart is fixed and I will rest my confidence in you because his word is forever settled. But we need to fix our Jairus came to Jesus. He said, my daughter is sick unto death. Jesus said, let's go. Let's go to your house. But on the way to the house, he got sidetracked by another person's need. It was the woman with the issue of blood. They were in the middle of the press when the servant came and said, trouble not the master because your daughter now is dead. But Jesus said to Jairus, fear not, only believe, only believe. Then they started on their way. Between God's word and his works, in that comma, in that pause, there was that space of time that the only thing that will keep you is if your heart is fixed. Oh, I hope I minister to somebody this morning. I hope somebody gets what I'm preaching to you this morning. What pastor's trying to say to you today is that there's some things you're asking God for and he hasn't yet answered, don't give up. You're in that space of time. Just fix your heart for the long haul. <laughs> fix your heart for the long haul. I know Mamas that's prayed for their kids to come home and not lived to see them ever come home. But in their death to watch that wayward son come walking back. Although they never lived to see it, but their prayer lived to be answered. Oh, I want to tell you, you've never prayed a prayer that went went unnoticed by heaven. You keep on praying. You fix your heart. You keep on fasting. You keep on believing. You keep on trusting because the answer is on the way.
Jesus said, fear not. Jairus only believed they started on their way. But between God's word and his works is that pause. When they got to Jairus' house, the doubters and the mourners were already there. They were already weepers there. There were already doubters there, already mourners there. And when Jesus gets there, he said to Jairus, Your daughter is not dead. She's just asleep. Yes, there were other voices. Yes, there were other words. Yes, there were other emotions. They began to scorn and laugh at him and mock him. But what they did not understand was that when Jesus spoke it on earth, it settled it in heaven. Matthew 18 and 18 comes to mind. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Am I talking to anybody today that needs that needs to grab a hold of a promise that God has given you and fix your heart on that promise? There may be weeks, there may be months, there may be years, there may be decades between your prayer and your promise being answered. It doesn't change the fact that you still have a promise. You've got to fix your heart on it. Somebody needs to lay hold on some things today that God has promised you and you need to fix your heart on it and declare God has placed this. God has spoken this. I am binding it on earth and it is going to be bound in heaven. Fix it in your heart because it's already settled in heaven. At the moment that God speaks it on earth, it is settled in, he in heaven. God promised us peace that passes all understanding. He promised us joy that no tongue can tell. He promised us shelter in the midst of the storm. He promised us strength in the time of weakness. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? I, I know you may be weary today, but I'm trying to preach you up out of your weariness. I know you may be discouraged this morning, but I'm trying to get you lifted up out of your discouragement. God has given you some beautiful and some precious promises that you need to fix your heart on today and place your heart in today and declare that God is going to do whatever His Word declares that He is going to do. Lay hold on it. Bind it by faith. It is already bound in heaven. When God spoke it here, He will fix it there. Fix your heart. I'm closing. Come help me, Cheryl. What is it that you need God to do in your life? What is it that you, what prayers have you prayed and felt that God has given you answer, but then you haven't seen it come to pass, and you begin to doubt you need to fix your heart. You need to get your eyes on the prize. You must fix your heart. What is it that you need God to answer for your family? What is it that you're trusting God to do? God left us some promises, and they're always true.
I've never seen a person, never met the man whom has ever come and repented of their sins and God not forgiven them. Never met that man because his word declares that if we repent, that he is faithful and just to forgive sin. Never met a man that has ever been baptized in Jesus' name who has not received remission of sins because his word declares it. Doesn't matter how far they've gone. Doesn't matter how far they've walked. Doesn't matter how dark their life has been. It doesn't matter how deep in the life of sin that they have gone. Remission of sin is promised to them when they are baptized in the name of Jesus. Never met the man who has ever truly repented of his sins and been baptized in Jesus' name, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not for them. These are some things that God has settled. It's fixed. It's just the way it is. When it was spoken, when the apostle Peter got up and began to preach on the day of Pentecost and declare, when they asked men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? The apostle Peter got up and began to preach, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he exhort. I come today to tell you that every word that has ever been spoken over your life from God is established and fixed. There's no promising God, no, there's no problem in, with God's word, no problem at all with God's plan. It's all established and fixed. The only thing here that is liable to fluctuation is the heart of men. Because men's heart can fail them. Men's heart can fail them. The Bible said their heart failed them for fear. Their heart failed them for lack of faith. Their heart failed them for unbelief. The scripture is full of possibilities and opportunities for men's heart to fail. All the things that I've spoken to you from God this morning are established, they're fixed, they're settled. But the fixing of a man's heart, he is left up to man. He says it's up to you. You must fix your heart. You must establish it. You must declare it. You must decree it. I'm not sure who all or how many I'm preaching to this morning, but I come to tell you that if you will fix your heart on him this morning, if you will fix your heart on him this morning, if you will settle some things, how do I do that, Pastor? You go to him in prayer and you settle some things and declare unto him, I'm not wavering. Though trials come, David went through people talking about him, troubles rising. He said it felt like that people were on fire and coming after him. He said it, all the troubles were so great in his life, David is declaring. He said, I, I've got to just hide under your wings till all of these troubles pass. 
But he said, my heart's fixed, oh Lord. The troubles of life are going to come. The problems of life, the disappointments, the pain, all the things that life can bring are real. They're true. You've got to just hide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you've got to fix your heart on Him and declare, I'm not wavering to the left or to the right. When issues come, they're real. They're very real. I'm not minimizing those. When heartbreak comes, when trouble comes, when hurts come, they're all so very real. But you've got to have your heart fixed. You've got to have your heart fixed. Fix it on Him this morning. Stand with me all over this room today. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm reaching to every person in this room, every child of God. I come this morning to tell you, you can make it if your heart is fixed. You can make it through if your heart is fixed today. You can't waver to the left or to the right. You've got to have your heart fixed. You've got to have a made-up mind. You've got to know that you if your heart is fixed on Him this morning, if you've made up that mind, if you're the one that I preach to today, if there's been struggle, hardship, if it feels like the world is coming at you and crashing in on you, and you know you need to settle some things, you need to fix your heart this morning, I open these altars at this very moment. Step from where you are to the front of this room. Join these that are already moving this morning. And let's come settle it with Him this morning. Fix your heart. Fix your heart in Him today. Settle some things with Him this morning. Oh, yeah. For more this morning, join us here. Make that step of faith. Make that commitment this morning. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning.